0: Hey, you busy fundraiser. Yeah, you. Listen, I know you're busy planning an event and you shouldn't have to worry about what software you're using for events and online giving and peer-to-peer fundraising and auctions and mobile bidding and text to give. It's all at OneCause, onecause onecause.com. Listen, I've been using OneCause for a long time with clients all over. It's designed for busy fundraisers. It's intuitive. It's a powerful fundraising solution for your next event and you should be using it. Go to onecause.com. They're a sponsor of the show. They're amazing. They're awesome. And there's free resources galore at onecause.com. Check them out today. Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to donordoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com, use the code word "Do Good Better" at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Martz. Brady Marts knows that you got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Marts is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making everyday count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services. So contact Brady Marts to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit.
1: Your organization is awesome, but
0: sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert
1: and author, Patrick Kirby.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with people who are going to help our small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. And occasionally, eh, more than occasionally, the people who would help us do good better are actually founders and executive directors of small and medium-sized nonprofits. And I've got a great one for you today. I had not yet heard of this organization before, which makes this super intriguing to me to ask some of these questions. I'd like to welcome Allison Hicks. She is the founder and uh, executive director of Chelsea's Closet. Allison, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Patrick. I'm happy to be here.
0: I'm super excited. So, wow. Uh, People are probably reading the show notes. They probably found us on iTunes or LinkedIn or wherever social feeds you found. Maybe it's Spotify, maybe it's YouTube, and they're very curious about what you do. They probably don't know all the dirty details. So before we kind of kick everything off, could you give a 5,000-foot view on who you are, what you do, and why we're talking today?
1: Your bet. Allison Hicks, I'm founder and executive director of Chelsea Hicks Foundation, Chelsea's Closet. Chelsea's Closet is our main program. And the easiest way to explain what we do is we are a dress up and play program. So in lack of a better term, we go into the hospital with our rolling armoire of closet. And it is filled with costumes from newborn to adult size. And we work with pediatric, um, seriously ill children, mostly cancer kiddos. um, But we also do others as well. And we do a two-hour dress-up and play program. So we let them pick out costumes, accessories, toys, anything head-to-toe that they could think of um, that's in this closet. And they get to keep those costumes if they have siblings or friends that, are, that happen to be there with them on the floor, then they get those as well. Um, with COVID, some things have changed, and we'll go into that later. But um, it's basically a two-hour dress-up party for the kiddos, giving them some fun activities and a way to kind of escape their medical situation and think about what it's like just to be a normal kid and out there just playing and having fun and giggling with each other.
0: I love this. I'm jealous that there's not a grown-up version that can come to my office, number one. And then number two, I'm super curious, how did this concept come about?
1: Well, this concept came about, it's named after my youngest daughter, Chelsea who was diagnosed with Wilms tumor cancer when she was three years old and battled that for 22 months. Unfortunately for her, her treatments did not work. She was stage four when she was diagnosed. So we were just happy to get those 22 months with her. But what we did with her in the hospital every day, because she went through so many surgeries and so much drama and spent so much time in the hospital that we always took a suitcase of dress up clothes with us to the hospital. And she would share those with the other kids on the floor, and they would do little mini parades and have little tea parties in their dress-up clothes. And that's really how the concept kind of came to mind. And so when she passed away, we still knew so many families that were going through this that we wanted to give back to them and have some fun and silliness with them. And we knew that the memories for us of Chelsea playing and being silly in the hospital were much more profound than the memories of all the surgeries and all the chemo and the kind of bad stuff that she had to go through. So it helped blot that out and give us those happy memories that we could hold on to. And that's what we wanted to really give for other families is there's so much hard, difficult things that they have to go through and decisions they have to make that even giving that smile for five minutes makes a world of difference for the entire day. And that's what um, and, the parents hold
0: on to. Yeah, I know. I love that so much. Uh, as a founder and as somebody who you know runs a nonprofit, the stresses are never ending. There's always <laughs> another fundraiser to go to, event to plan, et cetera. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube and you're seeing the background of what I imagine are some of the kids who have been... Uh, benefited and just sort of I got to experience uh, Chelsea's Closet in general. But is there one story that when things get really difficult as a nonprofit leader and things you're like, I don't even know, I don't want to do anything today. Is there one story that you always remember from your, I would imagine, hundreds of experiences with kids nowadays that you go, oh, that's why we do this. That's why we do this. I'm going to continue on. And that pushes you for the rest of the day.
1: I have two stories, but the first one is something that just touched my heart so deeply that I just can't get it out of my mind. But um, there was a tween boy, 13 years old that had been battling for three or four years. And fortunately for him, it turned to the the bad and he was in hospice care, but he was in the hospital. And he at that time had lost his sight, Mm. but his family contacted me and he wanted a costume. And it wasn't that he wanted a costume so he could dress up. He wanted the costume so we could have the superhero mask, so we could put that mask on his head and feel it. And the family let me come in there and hang out with them for a while and he was just so exceedingly grateful to be able to feel the costume laying on his body, feel the mask on his face, and he got the biggest smile in the world and they actually buried him Mm. in his costume because it had made such an impact on all of them. And he was so dang excited that he had that costume. And it's those simple little things that people don't think about, you know, a costume brings joy in so many ways. And for him to feel so excited to be Batman at that age and at that stage in his life is just incredible to me.
0: Yeah. That's uh, that's ridiculous. Uh, Yeah. it's, it's not high def enough to get goosebumps uh, to register <laughs> on uh, that thing, but that is, uh, that is really uh, fascinating. Uh, this has got to be very tough, and there's got to be some situations, and COVID included, uh, some difficulties that you've probably experienced sort of either starting and growing and sort of continuing some of the services that you have. What's something that you've had as a recent challenge, and how are you overcoming that?
1: Our challenge was once COVID hit, we could not go into the hospital for our two-hour program. So what we had to do was quickly reinvent how we administered our program. And so we came up with costume care packages Hmm. and those are either shipped out to the patient, to their home or shipped out across state lines, or we package them and make them all fancy and deliver them to the hospital and the hospital then delivers them to the patient rooms. So we're still able to see those patients. We're just not physically seeing them. Sometimes we can meet the parents At the front of the hospital before they go in, Um, sometimes on the day they're leaving, you know, we try and coordinate with parents if we can, but otherwise we've had to completely revamp and get those hospital costumes and everything to them a different way.
0: There's nothing more entrepreneurial or more uh, nonprofit-like than saying, all right, screw it, we're going to go and pivot, and this is how we're going to do it, and we still got our mission done, which is pretty amazing, so kudos to you. And in your time as a founder and is your time as uh, someone who runs a nonprofit, I'm sure you've stumbled across something that you go, wow, I wish other people knew this, or I wish I knew this when I with first starting out, is there a tip or a trick that you can give fellow non or nonprofit leaders that you think might help them in their day-to-day lives and operations?
1: Uh, for me, it was surround yourself with people that know what they're doing. So seek out people that are in the nonprofit world and ask questions. You know, right. go to, if you've been in the cancer world, there's groups that have helped you. Go to those people and ask what works for you. Cause they are typically more than helpful to say, yes, do this, do that, you know, glean your knowledge from people that have already gone, walked that road and already gone through everything.
0: I love that. That's very of abundance mindset of you as well. And I think that's a, such a re- great reminder to nonprofits who uh, don't know if they should be able to share their knowledge with other people. Yeah, you should. Yeah, this is kind of how we all win the game together. This is the rising tide that helps all ships. And so I'm so glad that you mentioned that because we need that constantly in the back of our head Uh, and in the foreground of our brains. Now we're primarily trying to figure out how on earth that we can donate significant amount of money to your organization, because what you do is so cool. But how do we do that? Where do we go and what do we do?
1: Our website is ChelseaHicksFoundation.org. Easy, easy to go on there and donate. Um, There's a donate button right on the front. So it's super easy. We also um, take donations. Everything has to be new. Um, It can't be pre-worn. So um, we take donations at our office all the time. We're in Tigard, Oregon. Um, We also, if we're in the, your local 50 yards or so away, then we can pick up. So we love to have people here. We have volunteers that now come into our office and work Um, During COVID, that was cut down a bit, but now we're finally able to open our doors again and people can come here and donate their time and talents and treasures with us and um, every little bit helps.
0: Absolutely. Allison, thank you so much for what you do. I think it's really so fun to have this particular podcast where you get to go and think about, wow, I never thought about this being a thing. And then when you hear about that thing, you're like, that is the most awesome thing ever to come out of, of what is, is what are tragedies and what are really sad moments that become very joyful. And that is just an amazing thing that I'm going to hit. I'm going to think about this for like the rest of the day, which is great. Uh, and just have a really uh, giant grin on my face, which is awesome. We're gonna also put all those links in the show notes. So when you are done listening to this podcast, everybody, go down and click uh, on the links below. Give as generously as possible as you well. And while you're, by the way, while you're on there, subscribe to this podcast. give a five star review. This is the type of people that we we bring on to showcase what amazing work that we do in the nonprofit area. Allison, thank you so much for being an awesome guest. Thanks so much for sharing your story. Thanks so much for giving your perspective. And thank you so much for being a guest on the official. Do Good Better podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Patrick.
0: Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if your go-to do good that's do good y-o-u and you register for one of the courses i'm going to send you my best-selling book fundraise Awesomer: a practical guide to staying sane while doing good for free because i really want you to do amazing work listen do good will Go pick out something whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose Um, Use the promo code podcast. Take 25% off anything that you purchase. And I'm going to throw in a book as well because I want you to do awesome. I want you to do awesomer. And I want you to do good better. Go to dogooduniversity.com today.